Why, hello there, nerds. I'm Ash. And I'm Nat. And you're listening to Crime Time Nerds, a sister podcast. Welcome, folks. Today's case is a very special one for both Ash and I. This was a request from someone close to this case who hopes to one day get some final answers as to what happened to their lost loved one. Definitely. Today, we're talking about the still unsolved disappearance of an 18 year old young man named Timothy Guy. Tim disappeared 33 years ago, back on February 6, 1987. Tim's father actually reached out to us and asked us to cover this case, as the more eyes that are on this case, the more chances it will have to keep this case alive. Crimes are being solved each and every day, and we're not talking about new crimes. We're talking about older cases. Definitely. We're seeing it pretty much every week. I just saw that, you know, the uh, Jane Doe case for Delta Dawn was solved, solved, so... We are definitely seeing gains on a lot of these older cold cases, so there's always hope. So we were able to gain some insight into this case from a blog that is still being updated fairly frequently that is currently on Tim's case, as well as various Facebook group pages that are also helping to spread the stories of all of these victims' cases that remain currently unsolved. Please go check out that blog for more information as it all helps get awareness out on Tim's case. The blog that we were referencing is called Crime Blogger 1983, and his information on this case is very interesting and it is still ongoing. Just highly recommend that you go and take a look. He is still doing updates to it, so I definitely would check it out. And we will put a link to the page in our show notes for you all, as well as on our website, just for anyone who wants to learn more about Tim's case. And just see where this investigative blogger's research has taken him. We definitely recommend you all go check out the blog as it has some recent updates on some working theories going on for the case. One thing to know is that in the United States alone, over 600,000 disappearances occur each year. According to the National Crime Information Center, in 2019, for the United States, the total disappearances was 609,275. And that number decreased slightly from the year before. In 2018, the total number of disappearances was higher, at 612,846 missing persons. Of the disappearances reported each year, 60% are adults, 40% are juveniles under the age of 18, 52% of the disappearances are males, and 48% are females. On average, the majority of missing persons are found alive, but there are roughly 2,700 persons who have been reported missing each year that are not found. Our case today deals with one of these types of disappearances, as Timothy J. Guy has never been found in the 33 years since his disappearance. But before we get going on our case, we just wanted to share a clip from another amazing true crime podcast called Shiny Things Podcast with Kim and Kel. And with that, please take a listen and go give them some love. This is Kim. And this is Kel. And you're listening to Shiny Things. It's a podcast about everything and nothing. Join us each Thursday as we explore the world of true crime, the supernatural, psychology, nostalgia, 
urban legends, and life in general. We hope you keep listening and we look forward to you becoming part of the Shiny Things family. All right, nerdlings, it's time to leave the light and let's go drive down some dark roads of Forsyth County, Georgia, circa 1987, when young 18-year-old Timothy J. Guy disappeared back on February 6th of 1987. Timothy J. Guy was born on August 8th of 1968. He grew up in the small city of Snellville, located in Gwinnett County, Georgia. The city is east of Atlanta, and as of the 2010 census, it had a total of 18,242 people. Snellville is considered a, a diverse, safe city for the families that live there. It is also ranked as one of the highest school systems in the state of Georgia. This small city is located about 22 miles outside of Atlanta. Timothy J. Guy lived in Snellville with his father, Warren Guy, and his stepmother, Patricia, as well as his younger brother, Derek. Timothy was diagnosed as a young man with a learning disability, and while he was 18 years old and considered a legal adult, he was often described to act more like someone in a younger age bracket. Shortly before his disappearance, Timothy decided to move to the small city of Suwanee, which is located in Forsyth County, which was nearby to Gwinnett County, where he grew up. He moved to Forsyth County in order to take a job as a stable hand at a local farm known as the Sleepy Fox Farm that was located in the city of Suwanee. The farm was located about 25 miles away from Timothy's family home in Snellville, Georgia, and it was a horse farm. It was well known that Timothy loved horses, and according to his father, horses were one of his favorite things. Warren Guy is quoted as saying, Timothy loved riding horses. Anything horses was his favorite hobby, which that hurts my heart. Timothy was described to be a mild spirit. I got that impression myself just from looking at his photos. He just, he looked like a gentle soul. And we will share his photos on our Instagram uh, as well as on our Facebook page for, for everyone. Timothy was 6'1 to 6'2, and he weighed roughly 210 pounds at the time of his disappearance. He had brown hair and brown eyes, and he also had dimples when he smiled. I can genuinely just say that seeing his picture, it, it hit my heart hard. It was just so sad. You could just tell that he was just a very, very kind kid. And just that smile of his was so sweet and so fun-loving. Tim's father, Warren, is quoted as saying... Tim never met a stranger. He'd give you the shirt right off of his back, which is beautiful. I love souls like that in this world. It, it's nice to know that there are people who would give anything and, and just take care of one another. So Tim was excited to work at the Sleepy Fox Farm. It was a job that let him be near his passion for horses. And it also allowed him to be like most teens his age, just a little independent, but still have your family that lives not too, too far away. So you get the best of both worlds. On the night of February 6, 1987, Timothy J. Guy finished up work for the day and decided he would head back to his family's house in nearby Snellville. According to several employees at the farm, Tim was last seen at 9.30 p.m. And he told them that he was leaving to head home to his family's house. They said that a man was with Tim and this man was going to be bringing Tim over to his parents' house. The said man was called Jeff, and he looked to be about 5'10", weighed around 180 pounds, and they described the man only known as Jeff to be big-boned. 
The employees of the farm also stated that this man, Jeff, was driving what looked to be a 1972 or 1974 Chevy Impala. They stated that Tim got into the Impala with a man, only known as Jeff, and the two men drove off, and this was the last time Timothy J. Guy was seen. The story of Tim hopping into the Impala with the unknown man, whose only given name was Jeff, came from the sleepy farm foreman named Philip Klinger. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation has spent many years following up on Tim's case. Not many leads have ever come in regarding the whereabouts of Tim Guy since that night 33 years ago. Most parties involved agree that Tim was not a runaway and more likely was cruelly taken away from his family that night. What is most evident is that Tim Guy has been missing for 33 years and all evidence points to the facts that something terrible happened to him that night. And Tim is an involuntary missing persons case. Perhaps he witnessed an evidence of a crime and he was murdered for that reason. Perhaps there are multiple people involved with Tim's disappearance that night. The circumstances behind Tim's disappearance remain murky, and there are aspects of the story of how he disappeared that just don't make sense. In the Atlanta Journal, published back in 1991, Warren Guy stated that someone had told him that his son, Timothy Guy, was taken and put into a wood chipper, then dumped into a lake, and not to ask any further questions. Many folks don't believe the story about Tim getting in the car with a man named Jeff. It seems that perhaps maybe there is more to Tim's disappearance than what has been shared with the police. The Sleepy Fox Farm has long since been sold off. Now in its place is a housing complex, which means evidence as to what happened to Tim that night may very well be hidden beneath that housing complex. The description of Jeff is very vague, and it is possible that Jeff never existed, and the story was made up to cover a legal activity that Tim may have inadvertently witnessed. There have been a lot of rumors and speculations floating around in the disappearance of Timothy Guy, and there are no other suspects listed at this time outside of the mysterious man named Jeff. One thing is for sure in this case, Tim's disappearance deeply affected his family. His parents lost their son and haven't gotten any answers and his younger brother lost his big brother. This is a family who has never gotten closure since their beloved Tim disappeared 33 years ago. In that same article from Atlanta Journal, Warren Guy was quoted as saying, quote, the police have found nothing, as far as I know. No foul play. If your son had been missing for all those years and you hadn't heard from him in all that time, you'd think there was foul play too, unquote. The Guy family has never given up on finding their son and brother Tim. Warren used to keep a reward poster on his car above his tailgate of his truck. He has taught himself social media in order to try and help find his son, Tim, after all this time. And one thing is for certain, there are folks who know more than what they are saying about what happened to Tim that night on February 6, 1987. And hopefully with the advancements in technology and DNA, the Guy family may one day soon get the answers they've waited 33 years to learn. Why Tim that night? What happened to him? And just where is he after all this time? If you know any information regarding the disappearance of Timothy J. Guy, please reach out to the Georgia Bureau of Investigations at 1-800-597-TIPS. <sighs> That's a sad case. Yeah, I just... It's heartbreaking. It really is. I, I 
there's so many questions in this case. There's not a lot of answers. And I just, I can't imagine his poor, poor family. And Tim definitely does not sound like a case of a young man who, who, who ran away. He doesn't really meet any of the criteria for that. So, yeah. And unfortunately, like we say in past cases, a lot of the time authorities don't really jump on disappearances of especially younger younger people yeah. such as Timothy who is only 18 uh, because they do think they're a runaway especially back then I think nowadays it's treated a little differently but back then we saw that a lot yeah definitely I I agree back then it definitely took authorities a long time to jump on these cases and just have that that urgency yeah definitely I mean I definitely think that there is folks in that area who were around that time or who maybe were on that farm at that time who probably know a little bit more than than what's been said it it's very suspicious that there isn't a lot of detail around Jeff I don't know it's just weird that you wouldn't like get his last name but you could you know but you could remember their name Jeff Plus, I don't know it's just a little bit it's, it's a little weird you know and and it wasn't anyone that like anyone in his family was familiar with being a friend of his so, I don't know. That kind of just stands out to me that it's a little bit questionable at best. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, this person couldn't have just, I mean, he had to have known somebody in that town. Did Jeff just come from right. how many states like, over and just know he just flew under the radar? No one knew him. No one saw him. Like, I just. And he just was randomly on this farm and met Tim and Tim's family doesn't know who this guy is. It doesn't really quite, I don't know, there's something about the story that just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It really doesn't. Yeah, things definitely don't add up in this no. in this disappearance at all. No, and it's unfortunate that the the one place that would have any form of evidence, the, the Sleepy Fox Farm, has of course been covered over by a housing complex. Yeah, because I mean... The whole reason why we do this podcast is to get this out there, get the story out there. And I mean, mm-hmm. someone might have witnessed something that night. We we don't know. Could have seen yeah. something strange. I don't know. It's 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 so hard to say. Absolutely. And I, I definitely highly recommend checking out that blog. There's some really interesting research being done in that area. There's, there's some leads that have been, I, I believe they've been looked at by the police, but I'm not 100% on that. But... It is well worth the read. It's it's very interesting, and we didn't want to color y- you all's opinion on the case, but definitely check out that blog because I I have my own theories, but again, no one's been charged in the crime, so it's just worth reading and, and worth, worth taking a look through and, and making your own decisions. But I definitely think somebody else was around that night. Somebody else saw something. I don't necessarily personally believe the Jeff story. It just seems so outlandish. And and the other thing too is is that, you know, you have Timothy, who was a very innocent 18-year-old. And I'm just kind of surprised that that he was that no one asked questions about him going off with this this gentleman, you know? It's it's a little strange. No one really thought to to question those the situation. And the other part is, is that like that, it didn't sound like the guys had been expecting him home that weekend. So I don't know. The whole thing is just very suspicious. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that there are more people who know what probably happened to Tim that night. I think there are a couple circumstances that could have happened. 
I, I personally lean, lean more towards uh, Timothy maybe witness something that, that he shouldn't have. Yeah, and I mean, again, I agree with, with that as well. I think you just witness something you shouldn't have and someone mm-hmm. needed him not to say anything, so. Yeah, and I would definitely, like we said, definitely go check out the blog. It, it kind of puts some some pieces of the puzzle in. And while it is is still in investigative mode, I, I'd be curious to see. I'm going to keep an eye on this case. And if we do get any updates, we will definitely be be sharing them with this case because we, we want to see justice for Timothy. And we do want to see him come home. I think the guys have waited 33 years. I think it's it's time that they got their peace. So with that, nerdlings, please share Timothy's story far and wide. The more attention to this case, the more chances there are of finding out what happened that night. There's also a Facebook group that you can check out called Finding Timothy Guy, Missing Forsyth County, Georgia, 1987. Please be sure to add yourself to the group and share anything you feel the need to share regarding information for Timothy's case. Timothy's father's been searching for answers about his son since that day 33 years ago. And it was our pleasure to speak with Timothy's father and to try and get help. As, like we always say, as many eyes as, as we can get on these unsolved cases, and in, in this case, in, in his son's case, is more chances of possibly getting the getting the case reopened, getting investigations done, raising money for DNA funds. There's a lot of lot of things that can come from that from more attention being drawn to these cases. So just just share this case far and wide. And don't forget to check out the blog for Crime Blogger 1983. Again, I'll put that in the show notes for you all. As his investigation that he's been working on with this case has been really fascinating to see. And I am curious to see if he discovers some more some more things there. And so with that, nerdlings, we are going to conclude the still unsolved disappearance of Timothy J. Guy. Don't forget Tim's name and share his story far and wide. And if you liked this episode or any of our others, please hit that subscribe button and feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast subscriber. You can also hit us up on our Instagram at crimetimenerds or check out our case notes at crimetimenerds.com where we post references and photos of all of our cases. We also have a Twitter account, which is at crimetimenerds and an email you can reach us at, which is crimetimenerds at gmail.com. We will catch you next time, you crime-loving nerdlings.